0: on air this is am 1280 the patriot wwtc minneapolis st paul fm 107.5 k298 co minneapolis
1: with srn news i'm balak new in washington
0: queen elizabeth ii in her christmas day message shared the pain she felt after the death of her husband although it's a time of great happiness and good cheer for many christmas can be hard for those who have lost loved ones this year especially, I understand why.
1: And the Queen delivered her address beside a framed photograph of her arm-in-arm arm with Prince Philip, who passed away in April at the age of 99. For many Americans, COVID testing has become a big part of their family gatherings this year. Joseph Gonzalez stopped in to get a COVID test in Los
0: Angeles. I have to look after uh, you know, my godfather because uh, you know, he's 90 years old. He's already had COVID, survived it but we want to make sure that he's safe and that he's okay and him the proper treatment. So we're not going to take any
2: chances.
1: The Navy says one of its warships has paused its deployment to South America because of a coronavirus outbreak on board. This is SRN News.
2: Hugh Hewitt sees a bill
1: dead in the water. I cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation. I just can't.
2: Joe Manchin voting against Bill back better. Now that kills the bill. Dead, dead, dead. Joe Manchin didn't do anything other than what he said, which is we can't afford a trillion and a half, but we'll do that much. I'll try and make it. What do you want? And they wouldn't pay. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. AM
1: 1280, The Patriot. Now, wouldn't this be the ultimate Christmas gift? So, the movie American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story, comes out today. And to celebrate, we're giving away Fandango four-packs of tickets so you can see the film with your family, plus a grand prize all-inclusive getaway to Cancun. Register to win daily at am1280thepatriot.com. The Narn with Mitch Berg is next.
3: Merry Christmas.
1: Welcome back, Twin Cities and world. It's the howling winter wind beneath the right wing. The show that says, "Send us your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red and green." The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name Mitch Berg. My blog ShotInTheDark.info. This is the closer edition of the excuse me, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I've only been doing this for what six years under this format. The the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad Carlson will have his special Christmas broadcast tomorrow at two o'clock, and King Banyan will be back every Saturday morning from nine to eleven on her sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. But for right now, it's just you and me and my special Christmas broadcast, a, a broadcast where I kind of want to take a break from this show's usual focus on current events and politics and in Minnesota and nationwide and worldwide, quite frankly, and focus on the time of the season we're in right now. And... You can't really focus on this time of the season without focusing on the reason the season exists, which really comes down to this passage from the the Gospel of Luke uh, in the Bible, of course. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place uh, while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So if you're a conservative, right there you can also see, right right there you can see the first problem. Government is poking its nose into things. I'm being a little facetious here, but only a little. Uh, verse 4, so Joseph also went up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to, to Judea, rather, to Bethlehem, the, uh, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and lineage of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, they came. the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. So they're in this situation because the Roman equivalent of the IRS, I should say the Judean equivalent of the IRS, couldn't organize people any better, so they just forced them to get up and move around in the middle of winter. Uh, which if you've ever been a small business person in Minnesota sounds perhaps vaguely familiar i don't know i i'm being facetious i'm being a little bit tongue in cheek although it's hard to do radio with tongue in your cheek if you catch my drift but it's it it leads up to to one of the themes of this christmas broadcast which is this really i want to talk about christmas and and what it means well, first of all, to me personally, because I think that's has something to do with why I see Christmas the way I do, I want to talk about what it means to America. I mean, it's obvious what it means to Christians and Christianity, but what it means to this country as a whole is another important uh, another important subject I think we need to talk about. And if you are a conservative, and if you're listening to this station, the odds are probably about 95 out of 100 that you are I want to talk about what Christmas actually means to you, to us, really, to to those of us who, who maintain a belief in conservative principles at this time of year, at this time in history. And we'll be getting to that over the course of the next uh, almost two hours here right now. So, first of all, I just got to say, I, I have always loved Christmas, and it has always meant a lot to me. Going back to my earliest childhood, I grew up in in rural North Dakota, and so as befits the location, the odds were much, much, much better than even that Christmas was going to be bitterly, bitterly cold, and that's my main memory of Christmas, Uh, usually going over to my grandmother's house in, in Jamestown, which being a traditional Norwegian grandmother, always smelled like uh, every kind of Christmas food you can imagine, especially lefse, the best uh, Christmas dish of all, if you're of Scandinavian descent. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, by gosh, find out. Uh, This is the time of year to find lefse. Even store-bought lefse is better than nothing. Uh, My mom mom would actually learn the recipe, but my grandmother on my father's side was still the master. Sometimes my... uh, Grandparents on my mother's side would come to town from Bismarck, and then it would be a big party. We all jam into our house. And sometime along about 6 o'clock, when it was pitch blackout, uh, we would make our way down to church, the United Presbyterian Church in Jamestown. And I remember the the feeling of the, the, the cold air, and it was always unbelievably cold. I mean, I being from North Dakota, I always joke to Minnesotans about how much colder it is up there. It, except it's never really a joke. It really was cold. I mean, the kind of cold where you breathe it in, you can feel the moisture inside your nose freezing up. And I remember that feeling as my dad would park, usually uh, we would park a block or two from church, which always struck me as a little odd because we lived four blocks from the church. Why bother piling in the car, piling back out with my brother and sister? You know the drill. We would pile back out of the car. We would walk to the church We'd get to the church, they'd hand out the little candles with the little cardboard shields. Back then, by the way, this being in the 1970s and maybe the very early 1980s, the candles were real, actual, honest-to-peat wax candles that they would have ready to go for the, the Christmas service. And it was a candlelight service, and we'd all crowd into the pews because, of course, it's one of the two crowded, uh, most crowded days of the year at pretty much any Christian uh, denomination and the, my nose would gradually thaw out, and gradually you'd start to smell. I mean, just the memory of the smell of that candlelight service is one of the most most ingrained memories in my, in my young adult life. They say smell brings out memories more than just about any other sense, and, and whenever it comes to candlelight services, I'm inclined to believe it. Anyway, we'd wait through the service, and the, the minister at the time was, uh, smart enough to keep it relatively brisk but yet very much on point. I was blessed to have a brilliant minister as a child, a uh, fellow named Bill King who passed away in the last year here uh, as this is recorded and it was odd. He was very far out to the left and he was completely gobsmacked when he heard that I'd grown up to be a conservative talk show host. Now well, sorry Reverend King, I'm sorry to disappoint you in so many ways, but he was a, a major influence on my life in so many other ways. Not politics, you know, life is tough. Wear a helmet, but he kept it brisk, and we'd get to the final part of us, where the the ushers would come down the aisles and light the, the candles of the people at the center, and they'd pass the light down, and it would get to me, and I finally got to be old enough to have a candle of my very very own, and. Just the smell of all that burning wax in the sanctuary was just one of the most intense memories I have, and that, that feeling of heat, and not just the physical heat, but the warmth I felt as someone who was gradually turning into a believer at this formative stage of my life. And that feeling, I can honestly say, has never left me. And we'll, we'll come back to what people feel or or don't feel about Christmas in a little bit here, but... It's just one of those things that that makes me feel good. And it's a feeling I like to try and pass on to people the best I can. And we'll we'll talk about the years of passing that feeling on to actual other people later on in this broadcast. But the other feeling that came up uh, smelling the, the candle wax, especially when we extinguished the candles, was time to get up, get home, and open the presents. Of course, when you're a kid, that's always uh, the important part. And we would make our way back through the bitter, bitter cold and make our way back home. And, of course, the house was always a little extra warm, partly because Dad liked it that way and partly because there were a lot of extra people in there. We had grandmas and grandpas, sometimes aunts and uncles, sometimes friends of the family popping by. And it was warm in there. And that, up against the, the, the cold outdoors, that always felt really, really good. And just that, that feeling of the cold getting slowly overwhelmed down in my bones by, by the warmth, not only the, the physical warmth from the furnace, but the, the actual warmth of the season and the family and the, the whole idea with people who love you and care about you is just one of the most powerful memories I have as a child. And that's very important to me. And, and I hope it's important to, to, to all of you. And I hope you have that or or at least that you can acquire some portion of that in your life. And I I say that to qualify what I'm saying about the holiday here because as we've discovered in recent years in this country, not everyone has the same feeling about the holidays. I mean, for starters, as we are reminded, if you are a Christian who works in a not necessarily Christian workplace or hangs out with people who are not necessarily devout people of the Christian faith – there are other faiths in this society, and all of many of them, not all of them, but many of them share holy days this time of year. Of course, the, the people of the Jewish faith celebrate Hanukkah. Uh, Kwanzaa, of course, is an artificial holiday, but it's a holiday celebrated by people in the community. Uh, the Muslim uh, holiday of Eid, takes place not too far from Christmas, it's not really in the season, but sometimes it gets pretty close and sort of falls into the same general time slot, and so you you wind up being a little bit sensitive about it for that reason, but it goes beyond that for some people. There's kind of an ugly backlash against Christmas, and I'm not really talking about the so-called war against Christmas that that some conservatives, especially Christian conservatives, talk about. I I believe there is one. I believe it exists. I I believe there are people out there in our society, in the secular and politically correct uh, realms of our society, who are, in fact, waging something of a war on Christmas. But I think it goes deeper than that, and I think in its own way... It's a lot more troubling than that. I think it's something more pernicious, and I think it's a symptom of a much more pernicious ill in our society than just a war on Christmas with, with Grinches going after Christians and people of other faiths, or of no faith whatsoever, quite frankly, who at least take the basic spirit of Christmas seriously, the spirits of of brotherhood, of, of forgiveness, of sharing, of 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 getting along together even if by all rights you shouldn't there's a backlash against that and it's it's been troubling me lately and when we come back on this broadcast i'd like to talk a little bit about the backlash not necessarily the war let's just call it the cold war on christmas This is a special Christmas broadcast of the Northern Alliance Radio Network on AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. I hope you will join me in just a couple minutes here.
3: Now there's a tree in the Grand Hotel.
2: One in the park as well. The sturdy sturdy kind kind that doesn't mind the snow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. (laughs) Soon the bells will... Sightseeing in Paris at the mall in Bloomington or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280,
0: The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
4: Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm Attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Contact us for a free consultation at keeganlawoffice.com.
5: Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro Life Across America is non political and totally educational.
3: A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro Across America, the billboard
4: people. Some of your favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox with devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of Salem Media Group. but the fire is so delightful and since we've no place to go
1: let it snow let it snow welcome back it cities snow. In the world it's the Northern Alliance radio network a and Christmas it's just special For the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm Mitch Berg, by the way. And you can read me every weekday, almost every weekday, uh, at my blog, shotinthedark.info. I'm also found on the web at True North, which is looktruenorth.com. It's the address. It's the Center for Center right Political Thought in the Upper Midwest. So in case this broadcast isn't enough for you, and and why would it be, (laughs) you can read more of me then. And of course, I'm heard every Saturday from uh, 1 to 3 here on AM 1280, The Patriot. I, I've been talking about what Christmas means to me and why I hope it means something good to you. I'm not going to get into the political stuff yet. This is all very personal at this point, but but politics starts with the personal. And while I don't want to politicize the holiday, not at all, in fact, that's the last thing I want to do, I do want to push back on some of the things that culture has done to Christmas. Now, I, I told you in the first segment what Christmas means to me, and and there are people who will scoff and say, ah, you're all sentimental. And yeah, you're right. I am sentimental about Christmas. You're absolutely right. Anyone, and, and I will I will be the first to say, I, I had a beaver cleaver childhood. May every child be blessed to have a childhood like I had. I I make no bounds about the fact that I had as close to a perfect child, a childhood as a child could have at that point in history, which is not to say it was perfect, but it was darn good. And my parents did their best and their best was pretty darn good. And my Christmas wish would be that every child alive today could have a childhood like that. Minimal complications, minimal stress, no abuse uh, no, and yet some expectations and standards you're supposed to keep up to, and a sense of, most of all, just a sense of actual family and belonging to something. Okay, so I'm sentimental about Christmas. Big whoop. Well, not everyone is. In fact, there is something of a backlash against Christmas going on these days. And there are those who call it a war on Christmas, uh, you know, and, and they... they they bring that up whenever you hear the stories that pop up every year about offices, especially government offices, banning Christmas displays from their office space or ordering Christmas displays taken down from city property, for example, uh, or government run property. Uh, And it's, it seems outrageous. It seems to be the focus of of an excessively anal retentive reading of the Establishment Clause, but then that's why lawyers make the big bucks and you and I don't, unless you're a lawyer, in which case, well, you know. And you've also seen this taken to the opposite extreme. I mean, cities who say, okay, one one party gets to to, to put up a Christmas display – Every faith gets to put up a Christmas display, which means you get a bunch of giggly goths who call themselves a Satanist church, putting up a monument to Satan during the holiday season. It it happens, and it's all very cutesy, giggly fun for a bunch of arrested adolescents. And it's designed to shock people, and it does, and people act like the the world is going to to heck in a handbasket. And and they're right, but perhaps not for the reasons they think they are. There's... I I've been listening to people's reactions to Christmas over recent years and I've I've noticed and I've mentioned this on other broadcasts so if this is all familiar to you pardon me but I, I'm going to mention it again because I think it's important. In addition to the fairly traditional point of view about Christmas that that people like I and many of you hold to and including many of the uh, almost all the hosts on this station including Hosts like Dennis Prager and Michael Medved, who, notwithstanding the fact that they're conservative Jews, uh, hold to a very traditional definition of Christmas, not much different than you and I would. While it's not part of their faith tradition, they get it. But there's a lot of people out there, people who should know better, who do not, in fact, get it. And I've boiled it down to a half a dozen categories. And if you've heard these in the past, indulge me. I'll be done with it in a few minutes here. But these half a dozen categories of people who aren't so much waging war on Christmas as sort of giggling at the whole idea of it in the first place or or negating the whole idea of it in the first place or acting like the idea of Christmas is an imposition or just a reason to be depressed about the season and about humanity uh, are, I think, almost a greater danger to what the holiday is supposed to be to you and me than the so-called War on Christmas. I'll explain. The first group is a group that I call the National Public Radio holics. And if you don't listen to National Public Radio, good. Keep not listening to it. It's a cesspool of progressive mediocrity. Actually, there's some excellent programming, but you have to grit your teeth and bite your tongue and put up with a lot of overt liberal bias that Honest to Pete doesn't believe that it's liberally biased anyway. I digress. Starting around Thanksgiving, if you listen to any of their non news programming, their produced programming, anything from uh, the the Chris Thiel show to uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me to any of the other, even the cooking show in some cases, uh, Delicious Dish, no, no, what was that called? Uh, Splendid Table, thank you very much. They'll start, whenever they refer to the, the holidays, to Christmas in particular, They refer to it as some sort of onerous annual chore that involves trekking back to a hometown you forsook decades ago, in some cases, years ago, for hipper, more creative surroundings, going back and spending time, excuse me, being forced to spend time with relatives you really don't like that much anymore that you'd rather not be spending time with anymore if you could possibly avoid it, Uh, trying to avoid political discussions, especially with your benighted, decidedly unhip, older, more conservative relatives. Or in recent years, it's taken a new turn because, of course, we've seen the specter on, uh, in all liberal media, and National Public Radio is liberal media, of families theatrically rent asunder by the fact that some members of the family <clears throat> voted Donald Trump. I, I mean, we've seen people We've seen families torn apart, almost like in the, during the Civil War. We've seen people opt not to talk with each other for this foreseeable future because one party voted differently than the others. Anyway, one way or another, the entire holiday season is seen by the national public radio Maisezaholic as a chore that must be endured or not endured, perhaps self-medicated out of existence. I mean, you you hear a lot of references to staying drunk through the entire holidays or or to to finding alternatives to spending time with your family and enduring their company and their presence during the holiday season. And I get it. Not every family gets along. I also get it, being a conservative in St. Paul, that a lot of people on the left side of the aisle don't have much tolerance for dissent. Was it that Dennis Prager says? Conservatives think liberals are wrong, liberals think conservatives are evil. And you see that in the point of view of the National Public Radio Malaysaholic. A, a, a shorter term for them might be the Christmas Eeyores. If you're familiar with the story of Winnie the Pooh, then you know Eeyore. <laughs> the donkey that could never get excited or happy about anything. You know the ones I'm talking about. That's the National Public Radio holic. the people who, who regard this potentially most wonderful of all seasons, both personally and symbolically, as just some bit of social drudgery they have to endure before they can get to the New Year's party. And that is merely annoying. Uh, also on the annoying side of these six character st- characteristic personalities that I have come to vex myself, and perhaps some of you over the holiday season, is the more PC than thou crowd. I mean, the ones where you say, Merry Christmas, and let's say, it's not just Christmas, okay? It's also Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and whichever other holiday, or Festivus. We'll come back to Festivus in a moment here. And 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 I've run into this before with coworkers who were not of the Christian faith, and to which I said, to which I replied, it's a general wish of, of well-being to someone, whether you share my tradition or not, it's an expression of, of brotherhood and camaraderie and love. And, of course, they could not have that. No, not good enough. You have to, you, your, your expressions have to meet their standards of acceptability before they will accept it with any sort of good grace at all. As if, for example, and, and Dennis Prager and Michael Medved both say more or less the same thing, as if, if they were to wish me, a happy Hanukkah, I would respond, I'm not Jewish. What the heck are you doing? No. What kind of a socially inept buffoon would you have to be to take someone's good wish, your your, your expression of well-wishing for you, and turn it into an insult, an attack, something worth getting into an argument over? The answer is lots and lots of social ineptitude. And so I just call those the the more PC than thou crowd. Oh, and my special favorite among the more PC than thou crowd are the ones who have to point out to you that Christmas is actually an appropriation of a pagan holiday. It's really just the solstice, they say. Well, that's the point. Christmas appropriates a pagan holiday in much the same way that Christianity appropriates sinners. That's the point. (laughs) I don't dare say that in public these days because it's just an argument waiting to happen. But my patience wears thin at times. We got four more of these categories to go. And then we're going to start talking about what the holiday means to you and me and to this country and to the society and to the conservative movement when we return on this special Christmas broadcast of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM
3: 1280, The Patriot.
2: I appeal to you
0: As we head into the new year, the big question is, will you follow through with the resolutions and goals you make for the coming year. Boy, the last couple years have been a little tough, and probably one of those goals you'd like is to set yourself and your family up for a better 2022. Well, you can do that with a cash-out refinance from United Faith Mortgage. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here, and my friends at United Faith Mortgage can take care of you with a cash-out refinance. A little extra cash in your pocket, redo that loan, and take care of some of those projects you might want to have done. Pay off a little debt. Maybe you want to do a little remodeling, or whatever the case may be, you are in control. The great thing about United Faith Mortgage is their direct lender advantage, meaning there's no middleman, and that advantage allows us to get a better rate for you so you can save monthly and lifelong money. And again, United Faith Mortgage will cover your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money you'd normally have to pay up front. Visit them online at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. analyst number 1330. Ryan Rick, analyst number 65233.
2: Service.
4: You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving
1: Welcome back to Twin Cities and World. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name, Mitch Berg. You can follow us on hashtag NARN on Twitter, by the way. It's short for Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, You can also uh, follow us on Facebook. We're called the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Unsurprisingly, on Facebook, you can definitely follow us there. And, of course, at my blog, shotinthedark.info, I-N-F-O. Uh, It's been going for going on 15, going on 16 years now, not going anywhere anytime soon. So I've been talking about the cultural challenges that Christmas, as a season, has and as an observance and as a as a cultural institution, has been facing in recent years. And I've been through the first two of the six categories I've observed: the National Public Radio, uh, Malaysiak, and the more PC than now. Person who corrects you on whether it's Christmas or just the holiday season—you know the type. Now, the next one, I'm a little, I'm a little—I have to step a little lightly about this because I know I, as I said in the first segment, I'm an incredibly lucky person to have grown up with a a childhood that I wouldn't trade with anyone in the world. Uh, I mean, would I trade a few things? Would I have been the star of the baseball team? Yeah, but as a general rule, I wouldn't have traded anything. I had a very Wonderful childhood, and my associations with the holiday season are just wonderful things to me. Not everyone's as lucky, and I'm not insensitive to that. I I am not by any means uh, aiming this at people who have reasons to perhaps not be completely turning cartwheels down the street happy uh, about the holiday season. I do get it. I understand it perhaps more deeply than you might, under, might 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 know. And I'll explain that in a little bit as well. But the next category does exist. They, I call them the humbug, or you can maybe call them Scrooge, or the Grinch if you prefer. They all work. They're the person who just finds it, it expedient and maybe funny, maybe just part of their personality, to kind of pour orange juice in people's Wheaties just to... Be oblique about it when it comes to the holiday season, you say, Hey, big plans for the holiday. Oh, I hate the holidays. We all know the type uh, we we have all worked with people like that, Perhaps we have people like that in our families. Perhaps you are a part of a family that has that as its tradition. I don't know, but it's tiresome and it's and if, and if it's not born of a genuine trauma then it's kind of self-indulgent and selfish. As Dennis Prager says, you have a duty to people around you to be happy, and just spreading misery for no good reason other than you feel miserable is kind of an unearned self-indulgence that, that no one ever really deserves, and certainly the people around you never do. And, and so I, I, while I don't say anything about it, unless I happen to know that the person is just being kind of a weenie, uh, the humbug is certainly a, 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 a trying element of modern Christmas. Now, the next one is a little less understandable. I mean, I get that, again, people sometimes have some deep traumas with the holidays. But then there are the people for whom the mention of the holiday is a trigger warning, They hear Merry Christmas, they hear Happy Holidays, and suddenly it is an excuse to pelt you with all the trauma that they associate with the season. Whether that trauma is something that they actually grew up with, something that they actually survived, and I know they are out there. If you grew up in an abusive family with an alcoholic uh, parent or two or more, then it's entirely possible that holidays really were a traumatic thing for you but there are people out there who 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 treat the mention the existence of the holiday season as if it is a threat to them and and in the case of people who haven't actually suffered actual threats actual assaults actual attacks on their person during the holiday season or that you can liter- legitimately associate with the holiday season especially the ones who politicize the holiday season for purposes of, of having that trigger warning to be able to throw in people's faces when the holiday comes up. Well, then it's, it's, uh, th- then it's a self-indulgence. Then it's just basically saying, hey, forget about you. Forget about all about you. Let's make this about me and the trauma that I have assumed. Because there are people who are born into trauma Alcoholic parents, mentally ill parents, family problems of all kinds, poverty, and then there are people who go out and find things to be triggered about. I am reminded of a former coworker who used to uh, get extremely upset uh, ba- based on political factors about the the idea. And she, by the way, this this person was a was a fairly militant, committed atheist. Who saw any mention of the holidays as a, as an excuse to go out and 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 run down an accounting of all of the problems that that this person believed Christianity and that faith in general, but really Christianity had brought unto the world, a- and and this it, it it becomes beyond tiresome. It becomes a, a personal challenge in some ways not to lose one's cool. Because, of course, it's easy if you don't think about it that hard to pile a lot of the world's sins on top of organized faith, especially, and in the case of today's atheists, solely Christianity. Because you don't see them attacking Islam. And God knows you don't see them attacking Judaism. But they will go after Christianity like a pit bull digging into a pork chop. And that... I will confess, has tried my patience more than once. And I'm sure you know the type. And if you don't, consider yourself, well, the beneficiary of a holiday blessing. May it c- continue with you forevermore. Category number five of the social challenges to the holiday season, I call this person Father Festivus. And and they deliver their attack on the season with kind of a ugly, Laugh and a grin and, 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 and a chuckle, kind of like a the the school bully who gets the chuckle in by giving you a snuggy you know pulling your underwear out from under your pants and, and yanking it up real tight, and then laughing about that and it 's the sort of the cruel laughter that you get in those sorts of situations and and it 's not always intended to be malicious, and I try not to take it that way because the malice comes with category number six, but father festivus is is someone who 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 would just love to turn the holidays into something else something in their image and it's it's a take off on george costanza the character uh played by jason alexander in the old seinfeld show who didn't celebrate christmas he celebrated festivus which is celebrated around an aluminum pole with the airing of grievances and feats of strength and and it was a tongue in cheek made up holiday that some people have come to actually observe in real life and they've these people, the people of this ilk, will will take that frequently a little bit further. For example, I had a coworker at one point who, whenever the, 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 the subject of the holidays came up, said, you know, since it really is just co-opting a pagan holiday, I want to celebrate a Norse Christmas, make sacrifices to Odin and Thor and to, to Loki. And it's, okay, well, I mean, feel free. It's a free country. First Amendment guarantees you your right to religious expression any way you want to, and I will fight f- to the death to defend that right for you. But you got the, I at least, got the distinct impression that this former coworker was doing this to get a rise out of people who believed in some version of the traditional version of Christmas, meaning the Chris, Christian version of Christmas. And, of course, it comes with the inevitable, it's really pagan? Oh. Not like all of us who have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. No, it's not anymore. Uh, and pagans can feel free to celebrate their souls. more power to them. Again, free country. Fight to the death to defend it. I will. But just this sort of cute, hip, too cool for school, minimalization of, of the other people's beliefs, which I as a Christian don't partake in on their beliefs. It's apparently okay for them. Uh, that's fine. It's it's uh, life's tough. You wear a helmet. The last one, however, is the one that uh, that bothers me the most, and and I see more and more of them out there. I I call them the macro aggressors because unlike the person who gets triggered, this is a person who responds back to the idea of Christmas with genuine anger, and they 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 respond to the idea of the traditional notion of christmas with something that i will that i can't call anything but hatred with a with a clear honest conscience because that's what it is they they hate something about what christmas stands for and maybe any other religious observance but let's be honest modern militant atheism is aimed at christianity not judaism not Islam, not Bo- least of all Buddhism. And that is something we're seeing more and more these days. We're seeing people from the other five categories I listed graduating upward from the starter drugs that they started with to seeing Christmas as a macroaggression, to seeing it as a, as a colonialist way of, of, of oppressing people around uh, them as a way Christians oppress people around them today. And I I want to respond to that, and to really all six of them, in this last segment of the hour, on my special Christmas broadcast on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We've got another hour to go after this. So, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to all of you, and don't go anywhere.
3: Want to enroll your child in Christian school for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com has joined with area private schools to offer half-price tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the Half-Off Christian Tuition Program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
0: Get a new water heater installed from Champion Plumbing for half price. This is a special offer from Champion Plumbing and AM 1280 The Patriot. And there's just one available. If you need a new water heater and want it for half off from Champion Plumbing, call The Patriot now at 651-405-8800. Your feet will stay warm in the cooler weather with insulated waterproof boots from Chet's Shoes. Chet's takes the time to measure your feet and make sure you have the right boots for whatever you're doing. Whether you need safety or regular toe styles, the friendly specialists at Chet's Shoes know what will work for you. Shop a local 70-year family-owned store, visit their Spring Lake Park location, or online at Chet'sShoes.com. Remember, Chet's Mobile Shoe Service can bring the store to you. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's.
3: Welcome back Twin
1: Cities and World It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network AM 1280 The Patriot My name is Mitch Berg my blog shotinthedark.info my wish to you a happy blessed and meaningful holiday season whatever holiday you observe for most of you it is no doubt the christian holiday christmas but if you're observing hanukkah if you're observing uh, any other faith tradition or just the personal traditions of the season i hope you have a great one i truly do i'm here to defend christmas however Not just the religious observance of Christmas, but the social observance of a season that to me, and I think to most of you, is about the birth of Christ and celebrating the the birth of the person a Christian believes is their Lord and Savior, but also the goodness, the innocence, the redemption and rebirth that this brings to the world, and, and that we hope as people of faith, of the Christian faith in our case, to bring to the world and and hope to propagate through the world, ideally by our example. And in response to that, I have mentioned six different classes of people. I call them the new Grinches, the uh, the, the, the people who are Becoming more numerous over time here, and are kind of pecking away at the outskirts of what the holiday means to people. The 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 National Public Radio malaise holics, the PC crowd who just can't let Christmas be about Christianity. It's always got to be an equal opportunity thing, which has its merits on some levels perhaps, and becomes tyrannical on others. The humbug, the person who. Can't resist inflicting their depression on the season. Now, that's closely related to the National Public Radio malaise holics, but it's it's personal, not cultural, in their case. Uh, the trigger warning uh, monger who basically sees this as a, as a, as a, the holidays as a grievance to be combated against them. Father Festivus, the person for whom other people's faith, tradition, beliefs, sentiments are just a big joke to be mocked and, and made fun of. And finally, the, the macro-aggressors, people who, who are aggressively hostile to the idea of Christmas and really to the people who celebrate Christmas. I, I consider it a a symptom of the militant atheism that uh, the particularly militant breed of atheism that has kind of come to the forefront in the last couple of decades i don't get me wrong i have i have friends who are atheists who simply are skeptics or just happen not to believe i disagree with them i feel somewhat sorry for them but they're not necessarily bad people they're not bad people there are people, on the other hand, uh, of the Richard Dawkins, uh, Samuel Harris School of Modern Atheism, for whom the war against faith is pretty much exactly that, and I think they are a, a significant chunk of the people I, I call the macro-aggressors, people who, for whom I, I hate to call it a war on Christmas, but it really is kind of a kind of an atheistic intellectual jihad against not just Christmas, but against faith. Anyway, and I, on the one hand, being someone who is not 20-something anymore, uh, as someone who has overcome most of the hormones that used to lead him to start swinging fists uh, when provoked, uh, not that they were, ever had that much of a control on me, but every once in a while, he, most of you guys remember what it's like. You suffer some insult that you just can't take anymore. And you at least had the urge to start throwing things. Well, I've overcome all that, and so I'm pretty much okay most of the time. Letting people be themselves, even if that is a a, a passive aggressive, ugly thing, even if it takes its gratuitous shots at me, my beliefs, my sentiments, my faith, my being, in some in many respects. I figure it's their problem, not mine. But yet, I think it's worth fighting against that point of view of Christmas for a couple of reasons. For starters, uh, especially for the, the holics and the humbugs, inflicting misery on other people is just self-indulgent. Dennis Prager puts it well. I may have mentioned this before, when he says there is a duty to be happy. You have a duty not to be miserable around other people because it is a self-indulgence. It is an imposition on other people. And stop it already. I, I also say this because at various points in my life, when I was under a lot of personal and emotional and financial stress uh, and stress that I had to partake in because of various parties around me, I made the resolution to just say... I, I do not want my kids growing up like this. I do not want people around me going through life like this. I am going to be happy for Christmas no matter how hard I have to work at it. And I did. And as Dennis Prager points out in his happiness hour, which, by the way, I, I started doing this 10 years before I ever heard of Dennis Prager. But Dennis Prager's right. When you start acting happy, your chances of becoming happy go way up. And that's important. And I think it's important that we at least pass that idea along to people, even if they're not willing to adopt the the the, 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 the feeling of the season, at least give them the idea that it's not okay to dump buttermilk in the Wheaties of those who do. But there's something much deeper than that, I think, and that is something Andrew Breitbart used to say when he was alive, uh, that politics is downstream of culture. And what makes what what many focus on in our culture, myself included, is is an important thing. It's it's culture is the little things. I'll put it that way. There's a saying that liberals are, are fond of saying that, that uh, I think Barack Obama popularized it. Government is the things we do together. And that's not really true. Government is the things we do together because we have to. We pay for police, we pay for a military, we pay for roads and courts and and a lot of other junk we probably don't need but gets forced on us. Anyway, that's a separate argument. Culture is the things we do together because we're human. Government didn't bring us the Beatles, it didn't give us Christmas, it didn't bring us baseball. Those are parts of American or Western culture. It's a certain fact that government didn't bring us Christmas. That's part of Western culture as well. Culture is what we do with other people because we're human. And the idea of having at least a part of the year that we ideally spread through the rest of the year where you treat other people well, you at least try to approach the world with a sense of rebirth and redemption, even if you 're not feeling it, you do it anyway because it 's the right thing to do, and maybe thereby start to feel it yourself that 's a part of the culture that 's worth defending against the rot that others the non believers the the afflicted sadly the and the the willfully afflicted and those who afflict others would wish upon it and that 's why it 's important that 's why I would like. Not only to wish you all a Merry Christmas, but to hope you do the same to others around you. Another hour to go on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Christmas special. Go nowhere. This is AM 1280, The Patriots. Let
2: us know, let us know, let us know. When we finally kiss goodnight, how are you?
0: Brr, it's cold out there. Now, imagine this. You leave your nice, warm, and toasty home only to get into your vehicle and hear this. Your battery is dead. Full Service Battery can help you avoid this nightmare situation. Not only do they offer the lowest prices in town on batteries, they'll even professionally install them free. That's right. A powerful new battery installed free. Now, that's what we like to hear. Find them at FullServiceBattery.com. That's FullServiceBattery.com.
3: Have you recently received a quote for an exterior home improvement project that was so high it made you seriously consider selling the house instead? In today's market, it's more important than ever to get multiple bids to make sure you're getting the best possible prices on any investment in your home. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. Not only can I provide you the most competitive bids in the Twin Cities for free, but I can guarantee it will be the quickest and easiest way to get them. Whether you need siding, roofing, or windows, I will personally come to your house for a short meeting so we can determine which name brands make the most sense for you and your house. And I'm all about multiple options so you can have a variety of price points to choose from. A few days later, you'll receive an email from me with the bids attached. I've done the homework on brands and contractors so you don't have to. It's that simple. No salespeople, no pressure, and no obligation to buy. To set up one short meeting with me, visit getmy That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com.
5: Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, 3853 that's eight hundred eight two four three eight five three. Eight hundred eight two four three eight five three.
4: 3853 Dad guess what what